Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. I feel like it's been a little while since I've actually recorded one of these little introductions to the episode, so I want to say I'm going to keep it brief. I just wanted to say thank you to Hudson and Matthew for each giving us a very kind five-star recommendations on Facebook. That's much appreciated. Thank you both very, very much. Um, And today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, November 17th, I had to check the calendar there, uh, our pals at Tabletop Misfits are doing a charity stream tonight uh, on Twitch. I'm going to include the link in the show notes, and there's also... Uh, I've also sort of reposted their stuff on our social media, so you can check that out there as well. So they are doing a charity one-shot for uh, some fundraising for Games to Grow. So they have a goal of uh, raising $1,500, and I think there are also some prizes involved that you could win, so definitely check that out. And lastly, I just want to say that if you want to uh, support us in any way, you can tell a friend, you can leave us a rating or review wherever you like, or... If you want to do none of that, that's perfectly okay, too. Uh, for people who are and are not our patrons, we do have a Patreon. And uh, in October, we uploaded, um, I think it was about two and a half hours or three hours of myself, Kevin, Matt, and Sarah playing through the Free League Alien RPG, uh, which was quite harrowing. It was a cinematic, what you might call a one-shot scenario, but we split it into two. Really entertaining, and the patrons of any level can listen to that. So if if patrons listening haven't listened to that, then please do. Uh, yeah, and if you're wanting to check out our Patreon page, then even at the uh, the lowest tier, um, the Alien RPG is is there for you to listen to if you want to hear me punish Kevin, Matt, and Sarah uh, mercilessly. And also what I often do is I upload episodes early to the Patreon page when I've finished editing them. Uh, usually this is like the Faerun 4 stuff because I there's, there's fewer of those to edit. And when I have them early, they go up usually like two, three weeks before they actually come out. So right now I've put up episode nine of the Faerun 4 campaign on the Patreon page just a couple of days ago. And I am taking suggestions for names. In those early episodes, you know, it's not consistent, but I do it when I can, and uh, that's provided to everybody of whatever tier. So um, if you're curious to check that out, there's a link to that as well. But like I've said before, if you want to do none of that and just listen, that's fine too. All right, let's rejoin our heroes, Matt, Sarah, and Kevin, otherwise known as Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble, Chai Spice, and Gutterbird. Let's do a quick recap of where we left off last time. So after leaving Relian's tower and having fought some weird beasties, you made your way through Stonegate trying to find the Starfall, which had crashed through the tower. You found a crater, a gawking crowd, and your old pal, Elgin White, laughing at you. Then a floating, betentacled eyeball attacked you, and before killing it, Chai charmed Elden, who conveyed that the Eladrin had already taken your other pieces of Starfall to the Master. At which point, Elden was turned to ash by some invisible force, 
leaving behind some of his more useful belongings. So, uh, yeah. Sarah, if you want to, maybe we can pick up with you rifling through his uh, belongings. I actually have to correct one thing. Uh, His studded leather armor, which is covered in a fine layer of dust, human dust, uh, (laughs) is finely crafted. So while not magical, it does have an extra plus one to... So it's studded and plus one? Uh huh. Plus one studded armor. Ooh, I'm definitely putting that shit on. I don't know who can. I don't know who can wear that. According to D and D Beyond, druids can wear studded leather. That is as far as my internet sleuthing got, but I think that that is fine. If everyone's okay with that. I mean, the studs can be acorns. Yeah, maybe I'll just like druid craft them into like little little berries or something. Hmm. Cool. So, what does that do for you? Uh, That would increase. So, studded leather would. And fine studded leather uh, would increase my AC by two. So studded leather studded leather starts at one higher than I already was, and if it's plus one, so what does that on top of that? What does that put you at now? I'd be at eighteen. Jesus Christ, bananas! So if you're gonna allow me to do that, then I will most definitely do that. Um, I mean, I honestly thought Gutterbird would get it because his is probably what fourteen. Oh God! If you're that low, Gutterbird, then uh, take it. No, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not policing who's wearing it. I just, I just, th- I just thought he was the lowest. Mine's actually. If he 13. is the lowest, then yes. Minus thirteen. Thirteen. Oh my God! Please take it. <gasps> then please, please wear. So what's your what's your dexterity modifier, Kevin? Uh, my dexterity modifier is plus two. You'd be at 15. Studded leather armor is light. It is 12 plus dex. There is no penalties to it. So it but is get an 12 extra plus, plus one. 2 plus 1 is 15. Oh, very nice. So does that mean, the, Sarah, are you still at 15 or are you at 16? I'd be at 16, oh. but I think that... I think uh, Kev should take it if he can wear it. I just was I, I thought we had a discussion where he wasn't able to, but if he is, then more than happy. I checked that first. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure about him wearing uh, armor at all. I think that was my concern. I was mostly trying to figure out if it was uh, medium or light. Ah, it that is as well. Light. Hmm. And warlocks are only proficient with light armor. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a buff for you. It'll take you a couple minutes to to like put the armor on. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you are sort of exposed. You're in the streets. You've got a large dead creature, uh, and Thaddeus had concluded that the 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 god's eye was inside of this thing. Uh, and there, there was a crowd that was around that, that scattered when this thing showed up um, out of complete and total fear. Uh, but now you think with the threat gone and with God's eye sort of potentially out in the open that you might attract some attention very soon. So what do you do? I go get it. <laughs> I'm I'm still over Elden's ashy pile of remains, right? So yeah, I'm a fair distance away still, I think. 
And I'm just hanging out, popping on a dead man's armor. Uh, I think I'm actually, it's probably more like, cause you were with Thaddeus at the, like at the crater, right? Yeah. Cause I think you popped that balloon. Yeah. So I think, so what I'll, what's going to happen is I'm going to have to like scoop. What I would, was going to do is I'll scoop up Eldon's things and come towards you. So you won't have the armor on right away, but you'll have it on very, very soon. So I'll, I'll scoop up all the belongings and I'm going to run towards everybody. And I will move towards the corpse of our deflated balloon with my great sword prepared as a carving knife. All right. Um, is there anything that you guys want to discuss? Uh, there were some things said by, by Eldon. Um, Sarah, uh, you had charmed him briefly. I don't, don't know which, what notes you made uh, you know, for the questions that you had asked him. Minimal because I was enraged, but my general gist of what happened was um, that uh, the Eladrins have the stones uh, and they're going back to the master. But the, I, I remember and I made a note is that um, my general sense from the conversation was that the master was where they were from. Is that correct from what my vague sketchy me- notes and memory were? I think he said that the master... Um, like I, I, I believe that you had asked, or implied, or maybe I just inferred that the like are the Eladrin like en route to him, and I think Eldon said, "Oh, he just brings them to where he is." Okay. So not to say that they're f- that they originate in the same place, but that um, somehow uh, the Eladrin have made this journey by other means. What's Thaddeus's reaction to? I mean, it's been a weird day. You fought creatures that you've never ever seen before. Um, you killed you killed a uh, a gigantic shrimp beast uh, in in a waterway, and uh, and now you've fought uh, a gibbering mouther. You fought this uh, floating bee tentacled eyeball. So, what is Thaddeus making of all this? And I should also mention, like, there is still a red kind of pallor that is shading everything here. Couple things. Um, Thaddeus has, for lack of a better term, a singular focused mind. He is a person that, like, when, when I am on a task, it is that task. When the task is done, now I can take in the information I've been given. Um, he, I've finished killing all the things. Now I can process emotionally and mentally what those things were. Uh, so he's kind of, it's kind of hitting him now how otherworldly this is. And it's striking that weird kind of balance mentally for him where in the past two days, I have seen uh, a traveling companion of mine throw up a devil. <laughs> I have... Oh, yeah! That is the closest reference point I have to this scenario. So, um, combine that with the fact that most of the... Most of the otherworldly shenanigans that has occurred in his life are centered on essentially two, maybe three people, 
being Bryce, Eldon, and now Gutterbird. Uh, he's trying to reconcile which... <laughs> which of those three points of the triangle is this closest to? <laughs> which of those three points of the triangle is our deflated little... Bo- like, eyeball head thing closest to? What are... Where, where do these points converge, and what is the most likely scenario? Um, now, having seen Eldon here, and having seen Eldon be nonplussed by the situation, I think uh, Thaddeus's logic is reasoning that Eldon is a portion of the source of this problem, and even though once he is told that Elden is now a puff of smoke and dust. He uh, is still looking for the cause of that as his next objective. Uh, it is not to say that those things weren't, what the fuck is this? What is going on? It's more of a, a thought process in his head of, okay. We'll we'll do we'll do that I guess, <laughs> and he's just kind of moving from thought process to thought process with that in his mind. Awesome, and uh, Kevin, with with uh, a warlock being kind of the m- like more well versed with weird goings on. What's what's a uh, what's Gutterbird making of all this? Yeah, I think for me, it's sort of like this, it feels like the first of many, you know, so I'm sort of stealing myself for for what's next, because I feel like as we, you know, begin to investigate, if this is sort of the, not not the first, but sort of, you know, early, probably early in our journey, um, I'm concerned about what's going to be coming up next. So I think I'm going to be really focusing on, you know, harnessing my power and finding the, as, as we move down the path um, towards discovering what's actually going on. I'm, I want to be as prepared as possible for what's for what's going going to be coming our way. So I'm going to maybe, you know, start to lean a little heavier on um, on my patron potentially um, to see if there's any uh, any help that could be could be delivered. Obviously with a price. So you know, really being careful with how I use that. But definitely starting to think about how I can really, you know rise to the occasion and match some of the things that we will inevitably be facing as we move forward. As Thaddeus dissects what may be the weirdest science project ever seen in Stonegate, uh, a a crowd does begin to form and uh, as, as sort of Chai is, I guess, maybe completing her catalog of, of Eldon's belongings... Um, oh, just, yeah, just one question. Where did that dagger go, by the way? There I've was... still got it. The poison dagger? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I still have it. Right. I was going to assess it more in-depthly once we were out of the emergency situation. Because, yeah, I had down that there was obviously, like, the gems and golden crap, mm-hmm. the studded leather, the da- the poison dagger, and a long sword. Cool. Okay. Correct? Yep. So I was just going to, I was going to more deeply inspect and assess uh, that stuff. Once we were out of immediate danger, but I was gonna perfect grab it all minimally. So you're just finishing that up when you recognize two groups uh, from the tavern. I want to say like the day before, although oh god, um, which day? Who knows? Who knows? 
a human a human group and a dwarf group and he, and there's oh, one dwarf in particular who really had it, really had it out for Thaddeus and uh and Chai really wanted that starfall and they're they're sauntering up weapons out do i still have coal lightning up let me check on that <laughs> how much time has passed I think if if Kevin's sort of uh, donned the armor, I think it's been at least, like, more than a minute. Let me just check the time on Call Lightning. Holy shit. Concentration up to ten minutes. So... Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, I guess I still have it up. Um, They they look like they're attacking. They look like they want something from you, and I'm sure you can guess what it is. But, yeah, they, they look ready to throw down. Okay, um, if I can tell, especially if I'm, like, a little bit more outside of this and Thaddeus is distracted, like, in the pit doing this, I am 100% just going to call lightning down on them. Okay. Um, are you going to give them any warning, or...? Uh, oh, I guess I should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll say, in this group, there's at least, like... Oh, you didn't write alignment. Okay, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't declare. Chai was going to figure it out as she went. Oh, neutral evil, nice choice. Yeah, I was like, try to try finding her way in the world. I'll say between these these two groups, you're looking at at some civilians. No, there aren't, there aren't civilians in there, um, but you're looking at probably twelve opponents. That's fine. It would hit all of them. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just trying to give you a sense of the numbers. Yes, I know. Right. So I'm gonna. Can I actually like for flavor? Uh, as I'm, I'm assuming I'm walking up closer now. Um, can I actually just, if you will, uh, I will use a, a, perhaps like a bonus action to do some flavor, if you'll let it. But I basically want to like, while I'm, I've packed up all the stuff and I'm walking over and I'm probably beside um, uh, Gutterbird now as he's putting on the armor. I kind of want to just, my hands are still kind of lightning-y because I've got the spell going. Mm-hmm. I just want to do like a little like almost like a a jolt from my finger like I don't, I, almost like a like a little like I am clearly controlling this giant like lightning storm above you moment. Yeah, like I just want to like like and like almost like flex my fingers in rhythm with like a crack of a lightning bolt above them, but not like attacking them. And I'm like, I would suggest walking away as I like crack this lightning above them as like a little flavor. Okay, can you make an, an intimidation check? Ooh, uh, a ten? Um, a maybe? That dwarf that uh, that doesn't like you points a the blunt or the yeah points points his axe out and he says, "We're not scared of you trying to lie to us like you're controlling the storm. <laughs> you know what we're after. Just hand it over and we'll be on our way, and no one needs to get hurt." I'm just gonna be like. Should have believed me. Bam! And I'm just going to bring it down on top of them. Okay. I think we... And and because Thaddeus would have, like, obviously heard this exchange and has already got his greatsword out, let's just go ahead and everybody roll some initiative. How far would you say I have gotten through my retrieval of this object? Um, I would say that you're... At this point, you've you've located it. You could probably have, like, located it by, like, Stepping on the thing until you feel like the hard bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then at this point, you're probably just like pocketing it, pocketing the starfall. Cool, 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 cool. Sound good? Okay. How did everybody do? 
17 for me. I got a six. Ah! You've been bested by my seven. Oh, goody. <laughs> All right, so the first up is Gutterbird. Um, you know what? I'm going to call this a short rest. Because you're putting on your armor. It's been, we'll say, five minutes. So you can have your spell slots back. Much appreciated. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So you've got two groups of opponents in front of you. You know that they're intending violence. Uh, so what are you going to do? I have two Eldritch Blasts at level five. Does my Agonizing Blast apply to one or both of those? I think we also figured this out last episode, so my apologies. Uh, I believe it's on each one, right? That is my knowledge of the situation, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And I have two, two groups. Mm-hmm. And they're approaching from different directions? No, they're, they're all approaching sort of together, like a, sort of like a warrior style um, gang face off. Mm-hmm. And they're like snapping. snapping. Like, and they're snapping. Exactly. You know what? I'd like to, to Eldritch Blast, but I'd like to Eldritch Blast for my first one. So, okay, what, what is the time? Does it, is it kind of like a one, two, or do I have two Eldritch Blasts that I can use kind of at any point during my turn? Or is it just like a double shot? Matt and Sarah, I don't know, like, with with uh, with two attacks, like, you can attack, move, and then attack again. Like, it, do you think that this is the same? It's two this beams. Is the, this is the only cantrip that does this. All the others just get higher damage. Ah. So I think it operates much the same way Magic Missile does. Where it's like one shot but it splits and you can decide to differentiate between those two shots mm-hmm. where they yeah. go but it is done at the same time mm. okay I was thinking I wanted to try and fire you know uh, a shot across their their nose so to speak and try and reason with this crew but since we've all rolled initiative um, I just like to blast two two Eldritch Blasts uh, with Agonizing Blast uh, kind of, you know, right into the right into the middle of this crew, this motley crew. Okay, so you've got a you got a group of humans. They do look a little bit squishier, but the group of dwarves uh, has that really belligerent leader, um, and he's been the most vocal. So who who do you want to go after? Like, do you want to hit some some squishy targets, or do you want to go after like the loudmouth? Let's get let's get a loudmouth and some squish. Let's do. Let's spread it out that way. All right, uh, all right. Well, why don't you do why don't you do a loudmouth first? Okay. Let's see what old loudmouth is saying. That is to say, what I'm saying to him. Uh, so I have rolled a natural twenty with a plus seven spell attack bonus. Jesus. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, that's a that's a definitely. So that's going to be a ten for damage right off the bat and then you can roll your d10 plus three and total that up mm. that's a 10 <laughs> did you just did you roll a 10 no he you did the max damage somebody said something about a 10 I don't know I was just thinking about oh the, okay no I, I was just thinking about the oh, oh, yeah, that? that's 10 yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's I, a ten. I heard a noise that sounded like rolling, and then you said that's a ten. And I'm like, did you just do twenty three points of damage oh, yeah. with half of your cantrip? <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, I mean, the noise that sounded like me rolling was that ice cream guy smacking his lips, going. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that top uh, coat. Yep. That 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 top note. That uh, hints of pure vanilla. Yep. That cream. <laughs> All right. So sorry. It was um, a ten plus three. You said. Yep. Beauty. Uh, so that is going. That is a ten. That's a ten. <laughs> Okay, so you do you roll to ten or you roll to seven? I rolled a seven plus three. Okay, oh. okay. So and <laughs> with with ten. the with the maximum uh, damage from your crit die, that's a total of twenty points of damage on your first effing shot. And this dwarf already looks like he does not want any of it. Um, do you do you want to level your second shot at him or go for? A different target. You know what? Yeah, I do. Let's make an example. <laughs> Mandalorians don't fight without a leader. <laughs> I, said a, I said across the nose, not up it. <laughs> so that is uh, an 18 with my spell attack bonus. So we got a little 25 action. Oof, wow. Yes. So that is a 9 plus 3. So 12. How do you how do you choose to dispatch oh my God. this dwarf? Like you have outrightly killed him. So can you how how do you like put some some spin on this to try to unnerve the rest of the group? Yeah, I'd like to say you know if anybody else wants to meet the same fate, by all means keep keep approaching. Uh, but you know let that be a lesson to the rest of you nuts. With their leader. Instantly dead. I'm going to see how many of the dwarves want to continue on this path. So one of them, like, falls to his knees and is, like, shaking the body, like, Torgrim! Torgrim, wake up! Oh, God! He doesn't even have a face left! I'm out of here! <laughs> and the two two of the other dwarves are, are, like, I think trying to bolster up their confidence. So they're going to, one's going to rush forward with a, with a battle axe. And one is going to throw a hand axe at somebody. Kind of makes sense if it was me. Yes, and it, it will be you because you've you've really made yourself stand out with that really exemplary attack. Okay, so tell me, does a f- I guess a fourteen no longer hits you? Mm, guess not. You got that fancy shit on you now. Okay, so that fancy boy. One of them, yeah, one of them throws throws a hand axe, and it um, it bounces off. You feel like a little thud on your on your new armor. You are unharmed from that. Can I just turn and be like, "Hey, it works! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Well done!" Sick. Okay, so, and the other one runs up to you, swings at you twice, misses once, but actually does manage to connect. One attack. He's swinging his battle axe with two hands, uh, but still will only do. Uh, it's a very glancing blow. It's five points of uh, damage. Okay, and that takes us to Thaddeus. A uh, couple questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, as an individual that is out of second level spell slots, but as an individual that wants to find a way to use a second level spell... <laughs> Do you think I could channel one 
through the, the god's eye without having any slots left? Or do you think that Thaddeus would know that he potentially could? Is a better question. Keeping in mind my intelligence is a 10. Well, you've seen me try it, though, so... I've seen you try and use spells through it. I mm. don't know if you're tapped on that ability at the time, right? Yeah. Hmm. I think I think based on what he's seen, he'd know that the the god's eye kind of reacts to, to magic in, like, in its immediate presence. So if you're not, like, okay. pumping magic through it, then it, it probably wouldn't get set off. Cool. And then the next question... How many, like, what's our ratio of badasser-looking dudes to the uh, the plebs of the group? Hmm. How many badasses would you say are left? Like, there's maybe maybe two badasses out of the human group. Um, the badass dwarf is a smoldering heap. Yeah, roasted. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Um, <laughs> none of them look like... I guess a couple of humans might look like they've had some martial training, but uh, most of them look not not too far removed from being commoners. Okay. Um, then what I will do is I will uh, move into a position that makes myself the focal point, like tip of the spear kind of situation. And I will bring out my greatsword flex the arms as uh, Thaddeus is wont to do, blink over uh, my holy symbol, the uh, the false eye, blink over it, and as I blink, each time I blink it gets a little brighter and a little brighter, and then on the third blink it turns purple instead of its usual blue, and he's, it's going to swivel because it doesn't move. It is actually, like, normally when Thaddeus is looking around, what it's going to do is it's going to look at the individually at each of the two badass-looking humans, and then it's going to swivel back through his head to make a line connect with what would be visually the guy that's attacking Gutterbird. And with that, a little pulse of, like, this blue aura, a purple aura is going to shockwave out, and I'm going to cast Bane on the three of them. Ooh. What does that do? Up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saving throws. Um, so charisma saves. Uh, whenever a target fails the save... Oh, when a target that fails the saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, so up to a minute, the target must roll a d4 and subtract that number from their roll. Okay. The two humans uh, fail by a wide margin. The dwarf uh, does manage to pass. All right. So with that, Thaddeus is going to kind of turn and go, well, I guess that makes you stop number one. <laughs> <laughs> and the purple kind of fades from the, uh, the eye as uh, the spell has been cast. Okay. Um, how about Chai? I think I'm going to continue with what I started and uh, call the lightning down. Okay. Since I said I was already doing it, might as well carry through. Is this is this a, like a whole bunch of deck saving throws that I have to make? You're going to be doing a lot of rolling. 
Uh, a storm cloud appears. Blah, blah, blah. That is uh, a cylinder 10 feet tall that is a 60 foot radius centered on a point that I choose. So how many bad guys can I get in one radius without hurting any of us? It's a 60 foot radius? Radius. Oh, that's enormous. So you can get them all. Okay. So all of them need to make dexterity saving throws. Okay. I'll be back in five minutes. Each, sorry, each creature within five feet of the point that I pick. Wait, what does that make sense? So you can cast that, you can have the storm cloud be 60 feet, but you pick a point. I pick a point. Okay, so I pick a point where within five feet that gets the majority of them. My apologies. Okay. All right. So who do you want to target then? The human group or the dwarf group? Actually, the dwarf group's more spread out now. So I'm guessing you're going to go for the cluster of humans. Yeah. Whichever one will give me the more, the more smashy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, So you can get like four of the six of them. So I'm just going to go ahead and roll some uh, dex throws. Same throws. Sounds good. Don't forget the D4s if any of them are baned. Oh, yeah. Okay, all four of them fail. I can't wait. I just, I'm assuming the damage one, roll the damage once instead of four times. Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. For everyone's sanity. 18 points of lightning damage to each of them. Okay, what does it look like when your lightning kills four people? I forgot that I get the extra D10 because it was stormy out. <laughs> but it, there's an extra seven points on there, but it doesn't matter. Um... I I think I'm trying to go for the that like that intimidation factor, right? Like I like the whole like I told you to stop and the dwarf basically calling trying to call a bluff that didn't exist, right? So I think I'm going to be standing there, I'm going to crack the lightning down and I'd like to almost pick the point and almost have the lightning branch out to those five people from there, almost as if it was like a ball of lightning on the ground that then had like five spurts that came out of it to get the five people or the four I can't remember how many you said but like like it, like I pulled a ball of lightning to the ground and then it like came out from there the humans are going to oh wow they are steadfast I, I was I had one question for you I think we'd briefly discuss this but I can't remember what your answer was or if you actually gave me an answer I don't know um, with my my wild shape stuff it's any creature that I'd seen before. What do you think about fey creatures? If I could transform to fey creatures, because I'm from there. I mean, it makes sense with your background. Like, as long as it's within a CR level that is appropriate for your druid level, I think, I think unless, like, lore-wise, the creature is, like, incredibly rare, then we might talk. But otherwise, I, I don't really have a preference. Then, if that is cool with you, I think I... Can I use my bonus action to transform into a blink dog? Mm, Sure. Then I will do that. Okay. Puppers with lashes. Are blink dogs lawful good, like in their sap block? Yep, they're a medium fey lawful good. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I, I I don't know... If with your now evil alignment, that's going to be a thing that can work. <laughs> okay, so the two humans, remarkably, are going to stay and fight, and they're going to ru- rush up. And uh, taking some penalties from Bane, they will try to attack a blank dog. 
Oh, don't make me go all John Wick on your ass. What's your AC as a blink dog? 13. Um, so they actually managed to hit you several times, and you take a total of 18 points of slashing damage as they tag team you with some uh, long swords. Gross, but I'm still a blank dog. Okay. Right. Even with the banes to their attacks? Oh, hang on. Thank you. Um, world. Let me re- Let me revisit that. That would be... Uh, yeah, that's going to turn one of them into a miss, so that's going to be a uh, total of 13 points instead of the 18. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. I completely forgot, even though I said it in the preamble. <laughs> there was a lot of rolling happening. I, I understand. Okay. Behind, where I guess it was right where the two groups were standing, there comes a a point of darkness that begins to sort of curl out like like a blot of ink in water and it, but it's this cloud of inky darkness and from out of this cloud of darkness you can hear and also feel this armored step and there is a humanoid figure wearing heavy plate armor that is scored black. Um, They're wearing a a black cloak. They have a sword that shimmers with darkness. They have a large shield and a completely featureless mask obscuring any of their face except for two um, slits for the eyes. And this mask is, again, it's wood. It looks to be wood polished to perfection and comes up behind the humans and with two swift motions um, actually let me just see yes cuts down both of them and you see a second figure also emerging from this cloud and that takes us back up to Gutterbird so how far away would you say they are from us? Um, pr- uh, probably, I'm going to say like 30 feet. They're pretty close. Okay. I would like to cast um, upon both of these juggernauts um, fear. Okay. So that's the one that creates like a spectral image that, uh, that haunts them, yeah? Yep. Phantasmal okay. image of a creature's worst fear. Okay, and what is the number that I have to... Is this this is a wisdom saving throw? Um, or charisma? Wisdom. All right, now what's the number of yours that I have to beat? 14, 15? D- oh, sorry, 15. Maybe you're a little overconfident from having frightened some kind of weird floating eyeball, but you cast fear on these two new opponents and they do not move. If anything, one of them just kind of like looks towards you. And that would take us to the dwarf. Uh, both dwarves who um, I think at this point at this point they will run. Um, the one who's engaged in melee combat with Gutterbird, I think Thaddeus, you could take an attack of opportunity if you'd like. No, he's... If he wants to run, he can. All right. All right, then that is Thaddeus' turn. 
So, this is a twist. I'm going to take a look at these guys, uh, sizing them up physically. Do they look like they're like... <laughs> do they look like they could beat up my dad? Like... <laughs> <laughs> are they are they ten feet tall? Are they normal human size? They're normal human size. Uh, you can tell that their armor is like pretty nice. Primo, primo quality heavy armor. Have we seen this armor before? Uh, or like, have we seen this kind of person before? Not, uh, I guess to answer that, no. Like these, these figures don't look familiar. What does look familiar is the smoke that they walked out of. It reminds you of a dissipating cloud of smoke that you walked through when you were leaving the human the human, human tavern, tavern place p- the human tavern yes. place for people type drinks. Yeah, that place um, in in the Okay, so I'm going to ask a very weird question. Uh-huh. Can I make a perception check to see if they smell familiar? Because as a blink dog, I have advantage on anything relying on my sense of smell. So if these smell like people or things that I would recognize, I would like to specifically see that. Mm. Uh, I can tell you right now, like without even having to roll out, no, these these do not smell like anything you're familiar with. Okay. I'm going to have to... Yeah, I'm going to use my channel divinity... I'm going to get, sorry, I'm going to get right up to one of them. And as I get within 10 feet of it, I'm going to uh, raise my sword with one hand as though I'm going to try to attack with one hand, but it's completely unwieldy. I'm going to touch the uh, broken sword hilt that I still carry with me. And after touching it, go up and grab hold of the... um, sword with my second hand and I am going to use that as a way of marking a foe with my vow of enmity and I have advantage on attacks for one minute or until the guy drops um, against this individual Mm. so I'm just gonna hammer the point home I hope First attack. We drop a dice off the table. A 24. A 24 will hit, believe it or not. Shocker, I know. I'm going to put a first level Divine Smite into that. And I'm going to use this to ask the question I could have wasted an entire turn asking. But... uh, Undead or fiends take an extra d8 of radiant damage off of a divine smite. Do I get to roll more dice? No. Good to know. (laughs) First attack. Uh, So a grand total of... 21 points on the first attack. And then I'm going to make my second attack against him. 18? 18 does not hit. Oh, yeah, dear okay. God. So with the first attack, he's going to come down and kind of catch a spot under his guard. And then I assume after I hit him and I get into this kind of 
fighting stance style thing and I come back at him again, he is now in like what I would assume to be a battle ready position and just starts laughing off my pitiful offensive. Uh, and I sit there and I go, Thaddeus is going to shout back, it might be worth it to go. That takes us to Chai. This is, this, this, is a, this is a bad situation. So, okay, so how... I've got a bunch of humans on me, right? Nope, all the humans are dead. All the humans are dead, sweet. The humans are dead. Okay, so that was like <laughs> oh, right, I did the The humans are um, dead. So I've got no one immediately around me, and then how far away am I roughly from where Thaddeus just attacked these guys, and how many are there? Uh, there's two of them, and I think you're within... I think you're pretty close. I don't think that you, that you were that far apart. Ooh, this is gonna look cool. Okay, as as a blink dog, I'm gonna like grind my paws into the into the ground, and now the lightning that was coming out of my fingers is actually just like crackling out of my mouth, and I'm gonna call lightning again down on these two because I can do that, keeping a concentration spell going if I cast it before I was in wild shape. Gonna cast the dogs or lightning. The dogs with lightning in their mouths, and when they bark, they shoot lightning at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going for. Uh, but yes, so I would like to call lightning on these two. So I rolled a 17 and an 18 for these two. So they're gonna pass, but I'm assuming still taking some damage. Still take half damage. So let me roll that, because it's 4d10. Do I have to roll to save on this? I could get it, I can pick a spot, so like I can make you out of the radius, was mm. going to be my goal. I wasn't going to actively try and get you in, call lightning. I'm trying to get you a window out, is basically. Uh, so they each still take 15 points of lightning damage. Without uttering a word, uh, these two sort of post up on Thaddeus, and the the one that he attacked is going to, like, square up with his shield and just try to bulldoze into Thaddeus, and he's going to use a, uh, an, a one, of, one of its attacks to try to knock Thaddeus off of his feet. Oh, man. Um, but unfortunately, rolls a one. So he does, not, uh, <sighs> he does not shield bash Thaddeus. So with Thaddeus skillfully sidestepping, uh, this thing will then just swing its longsword. Uh, one miss and one crit. Okay, I was like, I, I was like, he's either rolling for four attacks, which we really need to run, yeah. or he's <laughs> using flanking. <laughs> like there was a lot of damage roll there. <laughs> one miss, one crit. Okay, lay it on me, son. Oh God! Sixteen points of slashing damage. Are you still alive? Oh, I'm I'm starting at 43. Okay. <laughs> um, and the uh, second one will also attack. 14 points. Oh, dang. Okay, yeah. that's That hurts a lot. That puts me in an interesting spot. Yeah. Couple more questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, as... Thaddeus is dealing with the relocation of some of his ribs um, <laughs> to outside his body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, 
obviously we're all rolling above 16. And based on the one I attacked first, visually, with the combination of my smash and the lightning, would you say that the reason he didn't succeed on the shield bash was because he was almost dead? Or would you say it was because... He, he tripped slipped. over a rock. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a convenient <laughs> banana peel. He's, uh, his, his stance is not diminished. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So cool, cool, I will cool. say, okay, um, something else must happen. Um, oh, God. <clears throat> there, a, a grayish discoloration begins to envelop the group, like everybody. And it's heavily obscuring everything that you see. And um, you can hear somebody calling towards you from, like, off to your right. It's a, somebody shouting in common. It's like, hey, put up some fog to try to get you away from them. There's no use fighting the quiet. You gotta run. Follow my voice. Do we, do we recognize the voice? You do not. Do we just all go? Like, do we all have just like a, a moment to do a thing, or do, do we? You can do a thing. Um, I mean, if we're an initiative, it's going to be Gutterbird's turn next. But uh, if if you want to use this like moment of confusion to try to to try to do something, then what would you like to do? Is my vision? No, well, I guess I get, could with my excellent hearing as a blank dog. Could I get like an ex- an exact location of where that voice came from, even with, through the fog? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereabouts is it? Um, it's like you're kind of like in a square here in this uh, in this place. So it's it's like uh, like maybe thirty or forty feet to your right, where like there's there's another street there going that way. Okay. So and Thaddeus has the god's eye, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. How far is Thaddeus from me? Like less less than thirty. I'm going to blink to exactly where the voice was, if you'll let me. Sure. Uh, so what do I see when I get there? I have 40 feet of blink. There are uh, two humanoids. They've kind of like got their faces obscured with like a, a hood and a scarf over the face. And you can see like one, one is just like in the process of casting this fog cloud and the other has a really hefty looking crossbow and is like pointing it in, in like towards the, uh, the two armored figures. Okay. I will not immediately bite them. Can I do like a little, like as, as blink doggy as I can, like a little, like, like a yip or something like that, but doesn't sound frantic. Like a, yeah, come on. Like a, like and a dog sound, I guess. Cause that's all I can communicate. Something that would possibly relay that it's okay to go there so that they can hear that I've moved. So basically. not rut row. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, of course. I will do like a little, like, a little tiny like dog sound so that they can pinpoint that I have also moved that direction. I'll, I'll just, I'll just say this. Um, okay. No, actually, before I just say that, uh, Kevin, uh, seeing as that it's your turn next, what are you, what's your plan? Uh, I kind of want to see what's, what's going to happen here, but I was then thinking of trying to do, trying to set up the, the classic, uh, GB, GB and tug, Alley-oop, hold person. <laughs> uh, you can... Before this was going on, you definitely saw that 
Thaddeus was about to die. <laughs> initially really amped and very quickly became with a face of oh no. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, okay, so I'll just say like as the DM, if you choose to follow these these new um, uh, these new arrivals, um, I would transition us into a chase scene where your objective is to outpace um, any pursuers and you'll be given some opportunities to pull ahead or to del- like to give obstacles to them, but you're also going to have to navigate some obstacles of your own. So if, if that's your choice, we can do that. If you're going to go another way, we can do that. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> do you, boo-boo? I'm already over there. So how do I uh, initiate that? Am I just like, let's go? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I think right. it makes the sound effect of the sound effect of whoop, 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 as you like run away. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you you hop slightly in the air and you hear yes a quick little twinkle toes yeah sounds good yeah yeah I don't want to be around anymore all right so here's the rules we're not going to go by like people's movement speed or like measuring out if you're moving thirty feet around so there's a couple of of ways that I want to start this is going to be more cinematic but there's also going to be some dice rolling there's there's a certain number of of things that are going to happen in this chase. Uh, and a successful chase would be preventing them from catching up to you. Uh, because there's been this interposition, um, this interruption, and this distraction, you're going to get a bit of a head start. So you've got a, like a buffer zone. Um, so you're going to start three quote-unquote rounds ahead of the quiet. Like you can take an action each round. Uh, if you stop to like make an attack or cast a spell, that will cause cause you to fall behind one. So I'm just like the baseline assumption is that you're spending your entire move like running. Now some things that you can do will like incorporate you still running. Um, like for example, like jumping over an obstacle would be a rule, but it's like not really stopping running. Like does that make sense? Yeah, like vaulting over a low wall or something like that. Or like breaking through a pane of glass that's being moved from one side of the street to, <laughs> to the next. There's, I anticipate, like stacked cages of chickens and watermelon carts. <laughs> no, not my cabbages. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're going to start with three rounds ahead. Um, and the first thing that we're going to do is a sprint. So in a sprint, it's basically like a straightaway where you're just straight up running. Now you have the opportunity to, um, you can just say, I'm just going to run. If you want to sprint, like really put some effort into it, you can make an athletics check. And if you succeed on the athletics check, you can pull ahead by one round. If you roll really poorly... You, if you fail the athletics check by a certain amount, by a certain margin, you might actually fall behind. Where it's like you're, you got a Charlie horse, or you twisted your ankle, or, or you you ran into a pane of glass that was being moved from one side of the street to the next. So, first first scene in the chase is a sprint. Who wants to try to sprint? Who just wants to run? How uh, this will dictate some things. How. Like, they're just normal humanoid size, these two people helping us. They're not, like, 
one's got like tiny dwarfish legs and needs assistance <laughs> or something like that. No, in fact, one of their legs is ag- abnormally long. Oh, hello. Really? <laughs> no, 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 they're just... Oh, okay. Like, are you being facetious or are you being serious? I cannot tell if he's fucking with me. He's just walking, but the, the length of his legs makes him as fast as us. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for that sprint, then. I think, yeah, I think I, I'm going to go for it as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm getting down on it. Uh, Let's do this. Everybody roll an athletics check. Oh, I'm a blink dog. I forgot about that. 25. Oh, my God. <laughs> 17. 18. Everybody passes, so everyone's going to get up to uh, four rounds ahead. Now, if I were to do like a distraction spell, like if I were to call lightning again, that would slow us down, right? So it, would, slow me down. it would slow you down, but it also okay. would like, it would also slow them down. So your, your companions could move ahead. You would fall behind. Okay. I still have it up, but I have I'm not going to do that this time. Just, so as as you're running, they say, "Okay, we're part of the arcane acolytes. Follow us. We'll get you to safety. We just knew it would be a matter of time. We knew that the quiet were in the area, and that they'd be after the god's eye. Well, we were right. Okay, that is incredible exposition while sprinting. Yeah, <laughs> deep lung capacity. Really, just these guys. Honestly, Olympic gold medalists. Yep. You want to know the funny thing? I was pumping my arms as I was talking. Yes. That, well, you got to build, yeah, build the authenticity, yeah. And I'm already kind of winded. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. How are you going to fell trees? <laughs> I'll lean on them. I'll just lean on them out of breath. Uh, okay, so you, you sprint down this open street, and you turn a corner, and there's immediately... You're met with a crowd. Uh, it's a group of people. It looks like... Some of them may have been, like, looking at what was happening and have just moved around the corner. So you're immediately in this crowd. Um, You can tell me how you want to navigate this crowd. If you're going to try to nimbly weave your way through, if you're going to try to bulldoze your way through something else to get them out of your way, like scattering gold coins on the ground, Uh, whatever. Uh, Is anybody close by carrying anything... That could make a set like anything destructible. Uh, like like what? Like a giant vase of water, or like. <laughs> is there a china shop conveniently beside this alleyway? <laughs> is a pane of glass being moved across the yeah. street? I want something that's going to make noise when it breaks. So there's there's like is is somebody moving like a cart, a, a small hand pullable cart across the way? Oh, uh, sure. I, I'll say. I'll say. Yeah. There's. There's merchants galore. Cool. Thaddeus is gonna run through it as loudly as possible, and at the time is going to shout and bellow it. Move in the deepest voice he can boom out to try and create enough of a scene that people are like, "Oh shit! Gotta get out of the way." I will. If you could do an athletics check and this how well you do will will signify how how much of a distraction that you're you're making I rolled a 5 but that gets me a 12 <laughs> my bonus was bigger than the roll that's always sad <laughs> so because you're still moving uh, I'm not going to count it against you but the other like um, I was going to see like maybe it was high enough it would clear the way for the other two and they wouldn't have to roll. It doesn't have quite the effect that you're looking for, 
So Gutterbird and Chai will still have to see, like, uh, just determine how they want to navigate the crowd. Uh, I'm going to still try and just... Can I actually just blink across it? Is that something that you can just do, like, like on repeat? So it, reach, it recharges. So after I do it, I roll, and I rolled a six, and it recharges on a five or, or a four to six. Oh. I mean, yeah, you can just blink, blink through the crowd, no problem. I'm going to blink across. How about you, Kevin? Uh, okay, so as I'm running, can I... So they are four turns behind us? Mm-hmm. I just want to try, see what happens. Um, and this could ultimately get me killed, but I would like to cast a minor illusion behind me. Okay. Of a straight-up brick wall. <laughs> but is that a minor illusion, or is that a major illusion? No, like a, a, a that's simple enough. I think a minor illusion would uh, would uh, would do the trick. Okay. Um, all right. So it slows you down. You you still got a, a, a respectable buffer, but you do lag behind a little bit. But this also might confuse the shit out of them. We will see. As you as you make your way through the crowd, actually, sorry. Uh, if you could, I know that's like what you want to do, but like um, you want to like slow them down. You still have to. <clears throat> you still have to determine. Like, are you gonna? like bob and weave through the crowd or are you gonna like put your elbows up and just like charge through oh i think i'm gonna be a uh, bob bob and weaver i think okay could you make an acrobatics check oh <laughs> uh so i rolled a four so six total okay all right you that actually does slow you down a little bit more yeah so I trip over my own dick and <laughs> humble brag. Leg really slow. Yeah. <laughs> Can I? Could I? Oh no. I, well, I, I was gonna say like, could I assist by like once I blank, like having the lightning crackle in my mouth to maybe like freak out the crowd so they part a little bit? You're trying to like equalize like your lead with Kevin's deficit. Yeah, just trying to like give him like a like a clear like I could see it's not going well for him. So like maybe like, part the crowd a little bit with, like, a little distraction of, like, or, like, a fear of me and the lightning crackle, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that would that would delay you a little bit to stop and do that, but it would put you and, and Kevin kind of back, like, you'd be sort of neck and neck again. Okay, I think I'll do that to All try right. and get him a little boost. Take some, take some inspiration. Okay, so Thaddeus is out front, closely following these two, these two uh, figures. Okay. These two long-legged bastards. <laughs> All right. You make your way through the crowd and are almost running full-on into a group of soldiers that are trying to control them. Oh, God. They, see, they spot the acolytes uh, that are in the lead, and they move forward to intercept. So it looks like if you do nothing, the soldiers will manage to trip up these running acolytes. So you're going to have to distract them or redirect uh, the acolyte somehow well, how would you like to approach this how f- so are they, their focus is solely on the acolytes and there's enough of a cr- could there be enough of a crowd that i could see where the uh, i could see that the acolytes are being approached but those people approaching them might not see me 
Yeah, there's there's enough people that you like. You see, I guess you're tall enough. You probably see over some heads where you see like the soldiers like move in towards them, and the acolytes like slow down. But you still have a handful of people in front of you. So like, uh, so you will sort of exit exit this group and be like right upon the soldiers. So uh, they don't seem to notice you running at full tilt. I clock the most disgruntled looking person in the crowd as I'm about to exit. Mm-hmm. And I and I say, hold these, and I hand them two javelins. Yeah. And I huck the third. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, can you make an attack roll? <laughs> Jesus. Can we argue that since they don't know this is about to happen and they're focused on the accolades that I can make it with advantage? Well, I was going to give you inspiration for that anyways, because... <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's a 22. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Okay. You can roll damage if you want, unless your sole purpose is just to try to redirect their attention. Honestly, I, what I would like to do, if I can choose how the attack lands, is I'd like to catch one of them like in the shield, on the backside of the shield, so that it pushes... But it looks like it could have hit their arm. Oh, okay. Okay. So it looks like it's coming from A, a different direction. B, doesn't hurt them. And C, as I'm shouting, I go, holy shit, why'd you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Uh, Sorry, hold on a second. I I have to phrase that differently because that was not Thaddeus. But you're trying Uh, to not be Thaddeus. You're putting on a voice for like a comic. Yeah, you're putting on a character. Yeah, so I have to make the accent even worse. Oh, no. Let's get ready, everybody. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> Apologies to our listeners in the South. Yeah. Ne- never apologize for art. <laughs> Impersonation is the highest... Fo- imitation is the highest form of flattery. Okay, just just get it over with. Why <laughs> dost thou do that? <laughs> and, like, he's, he's trying to make it seem like it's somebody else it's somewhere, but... Maybe these guys haven't heard him talk before. He's not talking as he's running. <laughs> he's just trying to draw attention to the guy holding the javelins. Oh my god. Why dost thou hucketh? Dost doth thou shaketh thine spear? Aw, <laughs> oh, man. Yes, now I've sullied the bard as a paladin. God. <laughs> Skill I didn't know I had. Okay, alright. That is amazing. It does exactly what you want it to do. It immediately snaps their attention to a rando in the crowd, and the the acolytes look back and they they nod at you and they motion their head. They're like, "Okay, this way, only a little bit further to go." Uh, and you're going through a narrow alley. And if I could get everybody to make a either an athletics check to try to bulldoze your way through some of these obstructions like refuse and crates and whatnot or an acrobatics check just to avoid them I think I'm going to go since I'm a light of foot dog I'm probably going to go acrobatics to get over everything I should also say that um, with with that last uh, maneuver everybody is once again even at three rounds uh, ahead of the quiet so could I, or could we? Could it be argued? Oh God! What did you roll? That <laughs> by plowing through, 
well enough, one could clear the way for those behind as well. Very much so, yeah. yeah. So does a 27 athletics oh check do God. a good enough job of that? Yes, it does. Okay, so... Okay. Jesus. <laughs> well, I rolled a 23, so I don't know. Or 22, sorry. I, I crit on the athletics check. Jesus. It does not... Uh, okay, so Thaddeus got a, a gold star, and it was a... Okay. You're charging down this alley, destroying everything in your path, even stuff like... Like, you're going a little bit out of your way to just destroy random boxes that aren't quite, like... Hulk smash! Okay. I'm trying to remember what action movie it is. The guy runs through a wall and just doesn't look... It's James Bond through the wall in Casino Royale. He just runs through drywall, doesn't look the least bit perturbed, and keeps going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to start sequence? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's one way of doing it. I like to think I was just following behind, like, jeez, like, dodging all of it. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you get to a point where you're seeing the other end of the alley, and you can see it is just a packed crowd, and the acolytes, they, they slow down. Briefly, they look, they see a door to their right, and they barge through, and they keep running. You're going into someone's domicile. Um, It's a dimly lit home uh, for, you know, uh, commoners in the city. Uh, It's, I guess, kind of nice. I mean, not nice to, like, Chai's standards, but maybe, like, it's a comfortable abode. Anyways, the residents are in the middle of a struggle against one of the small, long-clawed beasties that you fought in the tower. Um, And these, this regular family, seem to have difficulty fending them off. Now, you can pay them no mind and keep on going through, or you can do something about it. Are the acolytes just keep walking? Like, they just kept going? Yeah, they did. Uh, Thaddeus is going to stop and murder that thing. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to make you roll for it. I'll just say that it it does cause a slight delay. You chop. You chop it good. Uh, do you say anything before you uh, continue running on? Come on long, long clawed guy. <laughs> long clawed bandana. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thaddeus will kind of just, he's gonna, he's gonna run it through quite literally as he's running past. Just like shish kebab it yeah, on his way through the room. And we're just gonna kind of take it with us. <laughs> but over his shoulder, he's gonna shout, there's worse coming. Grab your decorative plates and haul ass. <laughs> Is that from Blazing Saddles? No, but I oh. want it to oh, be okay. now. It sounded like, like it was it's... from Blazing Saddles. Somebody's got to go back right. and get a shit ton of dad. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to give you inspiration again for saving the innocent. So that leaves us with uh, Thaddeus two rounds ahead, Gutterbird Chai three rounds ahead, and you exit this domicile into another straightaway. It's time to sprint again, you bastards. Let's do it. Ooh, 13. Yeah, 15 for me. No, 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 19. Okay. Everybody successfully sprints and gains one around. Very nice. You once again quickly turn a sharp corner and you almost instantly collide with a group of adventurers that are standing around and they have a handful of hunting dogs on leashes which immediately lunge for the acolytes who are in the lead. 
and they tear free from their owner's grasp. If nothing's done, they'll bite somebody and slow you down. <laughs> can, can I just, like, eat all of them since I'm a giant dog? <laughs> Are you giant? It's a medium-sized dog. Oh, I'm a medium dog. dog, so I'm like a human-sized dog. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, like, that would be the size. Like, wait, what's a normal dog size? Let me look it up in the book. I was going to say, well, if... I'd, I'd hazard to say probably St. Bernard size, because when St. Bernards are up on their hind legs, they're about the size of a person. Everything in this book is just giant. Where's like, is there like not a, like a shih tzu in here somewhere? The closest thing you're going to find is a mastiff, but also a shih tzu is a tiny dog. Okay, well this mastiff is wearing a saddle, so I don't know if we okay. can... All right, we'll say that you, you are quite noticeably larger than these dogs. Uh, how do you want to dissuade them from fucking with your shit? I would like to... You know, it's ironic. Chai not in dog form might do a better job of dealing with this. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I just, I think I just want to like, is there one that's like the leader of the dogs? Like there's usually like an alpha of a pack, sure. is there not? Yeah, why not? Pee I'm going to, I'm going to try on it. Pee on it. <laughs> I'll just, mount it. Mount I'll just it. Live it's your dominance. <laughs> no, dear God, this escalated so quickly. Talk about using an action. Oh my God. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to walk away in shame. No. Um, Tail between I'm gonna, legs. Yeah, I'm just going to try and like, uh, like I did, I'm just going to try and like bite at the neck of the like leader one to try and like, in essence, like, and then to like shake it off. Cause like, I don't want it. I want to show that like, it's this thing is defended. These people are defended. And be as growly as possible with my lightning breath. Uh, I'm going to say that that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that will slow you down, but it does allow everyone else to proceed. So you are... So we've got um, four, three, and three, Gutterbird, Thaddeus, and Shy, respectively. Okay. Now. Almost there, yells one of the acolytes. We just have to find this damn great can't see where it is in this bloody crowd. You're in this wide thoroughfare, and somewhere there's a a grate that could be lifted up to drop into an underground waterway, but you're having a devil of a time seeing where it is. Alrighty. Well, I'm going to use my last spell slot of the day. Oh no. I'm going to slide into the middle of the crowd. I'm going to raise my greatsword up and bring it straight down on the middlest portion of the road. The middlest. Yep. yep. With my thunderous smite. Oh, damn. And uh, it is... Your weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you. And the attack deals an extra blah 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 thunder damage to the target. Additionally, if the target blah 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 knocked prone, pushed away from you, whatever. Trying to make a big noise, scare people. Okay, <clears throat> as Thaddeus does that, it does a, a very excellent job of clearing the crowd who, who just kind of, uh, you know how like when someone's crossing the street absentmindedly and like you get a little bit of a honk from a car and you're just, and you just like scuttle, you're just like, oh, oh, sorry. Oh yeah. A lot of that, which immediately clears, uh, clears the sewer, uh, the, um, yeah, the sewer grate in the road uh, to your vision. Uh, one of the acolytes goes up to it and starts trying to lift and is having some difficulty with it. So with Thaddeus having cleared the path, uh, looks like one of these uh, acolytes needs help lifting this damned heavy grate up. Ah, uh, yes. 
Composable thumbs, eh, Blink Dog? Oh, they're the worst. Guess that volunteers, GB. Yep. <laughs> Got a bird, you're up. So you just say that you you help. Um, I'm not going to make you you roll for it. It will delay you. So it puts you down to three rounds. But you get that grate out of the ground, and you jump down into an underground, I guess you want to call it a sewer, something like a sewer. Yeah. And Thaddeus is the last one in, maybe using your great sword to sort of like maneuver the grate back into place. And as you run through the sewer, uh, you take a few twists and turns very carefully with the acolytes, one of them, sparking up a torch uh, as you go. Uh, and there is a very discreet side tunnel uh, that they gesture you down. And as you go, one of them is pulling on a lever built into the wall and they're like the damn the damn portcullis is stuck need help uh thaddeus wants to go fonzie that closed (laughs) so we could either do a sleight of hand check to fix the lever or you can just straight up brute strength and pull the portcullis down of the two options oh god what do you imagine thaddeus is most likely to use i just wanted to lay the options out there in case somebody else (laughs) wanted to (laughs) If you, what, what if you, can I, may I interject, or is this a very fast-paced scenario? You can interject. I just, what if you, what if you break it, and then we die? Oh, yeah, what if you make too much of a scene and they can find it? What if you Hulk smash too smashy? The man raises a valuable point. Uh, <laughs> Thaddeus goes, well, somebody else better get to fixing it, because I ain't got this... <laughs> I'm all thumbs. I got one eye. <laughs> you say you're all thumbs. I hold up my paws with no thumbs. <laughs> GB, have at it. <laughs> it. Looks like it's looks like it's old ten fingers gutter bird. <laughs> okay, yeah. Can you do a coming sli- in to pick up the pieces? A sleight of hand check with advantage because this uh, this acolyte is also helping you. Sleight of hand with advantage. Let's do it. Okay. I got a nine. Oh, and I got a three. So, nine it is. Hmm. Still not quite. Um, seeing, seeing Gutterbird continue to, uh, to struggle, uh, will Thaddeus intervene? Uh, yeah, he's just going to reach for the actual portcullis and pull to try it. He doesn't care if he strips the gears. He's just going to wrench it down. All right. Let's get that athletics. Yeah. I'm just going to use the inspiration anyway. 26. You put down that portcullis with authority. Thaddeus gives Gutterbird a pound in the butt to get them going and goes, Nice try, GB. <laughs> You'll get him next time. Yeah. And as you continue on down the dark sewer tunnels, getting to a discreet secret door to a safe house, the door closes behind you as you hear just faintly in the distance the sewer grate being pried open with your pursuers having lost you somewhere in the sewers. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs>